Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. And in this episode, we're talking about Borat 2 and the premiere episode of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I don't know. How are you doing? You don't know? <laughs> what does that even mean? 2020 has been a hell of a year <laughs> for everybody. Bro, I had plans. I had plans, bro. I was like, well, this is going to be the year. It's going to be the year of Ozzy. And it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's the I year mean, of anything right now. So I know. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah, dude. We're living through a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? I always, you know, always used to joke about apocalypses, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it's weird. It's definitely a weird time, especially, you know, on top of all like the actual like big real world stuff that's going on. Like we haven't recorded basically at all this year. I mean, when was the last time we recorded? I don't even know when the last episode came out. Oh God, I, I want to say like last year at some point i don't know I it might have been early this year i can't remember though maybe. maybe um it's it's been a while uh so yeah we obviously as everybody listening can tell and knows we took a bit of a hiatus not not necessarily planned it just kind of happened that way i mean i was if it was towards the beginning of this year which i think it was i was like six months into my job where i was waking up at 1 30 a.m and then like shortly after that time period this whole mess started and movies stopped happening so it was just like this huge sequence of events where it was just like it just naturally kind of fell to the wayside but you know it was time um i've renovated my studio and I am trying to get more people in here, kind of get more people kind of rotating through here. So I'm looking forward to getting back to doing this. Hell yeah, dude. Same. Same. It's been a uh, crazy year. We both had some major different schedules. Yeah. Which is why we haven't been able to record. Um, hey, my schedule's normal up. now. So, you know, it works out. Yeah, dude. You finally have like a what? Nine to five? Basically, yeah, depending on yeah. which city I work in that day, but yeah. Um, yeah, still work the usual 12 to 8. It's BS. <laughs> but it's, hey, it's whatever, can I say? Yeah. So, kind of normal-ish. <laughs> More normal <laughs> than it was before, I guess. So, it works out. Yeah. Um, True. Well, so I guess my first question to you is, what have you been doing without movie theaters? Uh, I've just been, you know, I've have I pretty much have most of the streaming services, so I've just been watching a lot of rewatching a lot of stuff. I uh, watching new stuff as well. You know, I I during this time I I watched um, Netflix shows. Uh, you know, one that really caught my eye was an anime, Castlevania. I don't know if you finished it. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, really I've seen the first two seasons, but I don't think I finished the third one. 
Yeah, Castlevania is such a such a great, 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 great episode. Um, you know, I got into Naruto. I've never watched Naruto, but you know, my friends convinced me to watch Naruto. Watch that. I have to finish it. Actually, I took a little bit of a hiatus because you know Sakura is a really annoying character, and I just can't. I can't really stand it right now, so I just had to take a break off of that. But I mean, I've been watching Naruto. I really like Naruto. I thought I wouldn't like it, but I actually really love Naruto. Um, I watched Avatar for the first time because I'd, I'd seen Core first. So weird. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually watched Core ye- like first years ago. You know, so when Avatar came into came into the to Netflix, I was like, all right, let me let me see if I like because I I. I I didn't want to watch it because it's one, you know, I didn't, I didn't think I'd like it. Um, you know, and it took me, maybe we could even do, you know, maybe we could even talk about um, Avatar versus Korra, you know, in case anybody wants to know, know our opinions, you know. Yeah, I could talk about Avatar all day. We could do a whole um, episode on Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really, it was really a good show. It took me, but it took me some getting used to because it took me a little bit to get really invested in Avatar just because you know this is a kids show and in the first few episodes it can be very uh childish i'll i'll, I'll you know is the word that i would describe yeah, it for sure so it was definitely hard for me to kind of stay invested but i'm glad i pushed through this is this is like a debate that i have with my buddy chris is that you know i was just like dude you have to push through some stuff because you know it's you know it'll be worth it in the end um but yeah i mean i definitely pushed through and i was super excited that i you know super happy that i did and avatar was a great show a really great 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 animated show arguably one of the best animated shows you could possibly watch um i think it i think it deserves that name um but then you know cora came out and i rewatched cora so you know i don't hate on cora as much as i did because there were some really great aspects of cora that um i really did enjoy uh, but yeah, I was just watching like a lot of stuff, a lot of, an- this was like a very anime heavy kind yeah. of like, um, or animated kind of, um, uh, time for me. Cause I was just catching up on some, some stuff that I hadn't seen before. Um, and yeah, it, it was also a lot of video games, you know, Call of Duty. It was also playing Call of Duty a lot, playing Warzone. Um, I got to get Black Ops, you know, see how that is. Um, I just started playing Rocket League. Um, that's also really fun. It's free. If you guys want to actually help on that, um, among us, you guys aren't playing among us, Carlos, are are you playing among us? Uh, I dabble. You dabble. (laughs) Yeah. It's not, it's, 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 it's a fun game. And I I definitely recommend that. Like if you guys do play among us, get discord with your friends. It's, it's super fun. Um, you know, we pretty much how my buddy, you know, how my friends and I do it, you know, we don't, talk when we're doing tasks we only talk when there's an emergency meeting or um or obviously when you find the body so it's actually really fun because you know you get to kind of like see if somebody's lying just by like how they're speaking and um you know you get to you know kind of you just you know you just kind of you know trying to see like how you could also come up with a lie for also the imposter yeah for sure it's a little bit more stressful you know, I remember my buddy was just, I was the imposter. And he was like, hey, where were you? And I was like, man, I was, you know, I was in O2. He's like, what were you doing in O2? And I had nothing to say. And I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I have nothing to say. <laughs> so it's just, it's funny. It can, See, be, it can be really funny. 
I, my biggest problem with that game is the fact that like I haven't played it as much as everybody else, so I just don't know where anything is. So it takes me forever to do anything, and then whenever, because like I think I've been like the imposter once when I played that game, and every time like I get accused because I'm like acting weird, and then, uh, but then I'm just like, guys, I genuinely have no idea what I'm doing. That is the. <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer <laughs> like i'm just kind of wandering around you're like oh you're following me i'm just like i don't know I, was i uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing that you have to kind of do and this is something that i've told everybody you know because i had that i had that trouble too you know trying to you know figure out everything trying to know where i am right. pull up your map because your map like even when you're a crewmate your map will tell you where everything is and those yellow circles that have the exclamation point those are where your tasks are mm -hmm. so if you go to those locations you'll do your tasks and your tasks are pretty simple you know like tasks removed like you literally i mean i play on my phone and on my ipad you know literally you know all you have to do is shoot down asteroids <laughs> and you just you know tap the screen and you know destroying asteroids you know right. one of the things is uh you know you moving something right to the middle you know really easy stuff the tasks aren't too difficult they're pretty self-explanatory um but yeah definitely like open up your mask that's what it is that's and i still do that today because i'm just like i you know i'm still trying to get a grip on like where everything is i'm, I'm getting better with the names because i'm seeing my map but um you know i'm definitely getting around to like knowing like where the you know like where the tasks are and things like that just open up your map it's going to be in the top um i want to go ahead and say it's on the top um right hand screen and, and you know you'll be able to pull that up and, and you'll enjoy yourself i feel like you you would really enjoy the game yeah i know you play with like you play with like jack tarion now right? yeah yeah i've played with them before yeah those guys yeah yeah, yeah. tarion tarion's played with me a couple of times and he's he's so funny i remember we uh you know we were playing and he was literally you know <laughs> my buddy chris had found the body and 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 tarion was right next to him he's like look i know how this looks <laughs> but it wasn't me and it's it's funny, it's funny. So yeah, those of you guys who are not playing Among Us, who do want to play Among Us, you know, definitely get on that. It's a really fun game. Not a sponsor. Yeah, and, and and you know, those of you who are playing Among Us who who haven't used Discord with your friends, definitely give that a shot. I think I think that would also be really fun. You know, it's definitely uh, it's definitely yeah. hilarious. Kind of get some uh, funny responses here. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing besides work. I'm working from home. I do work for Chewy dot com you know it's pretty much been working for and you're just yeah. going just throwing yeah. your whole life out there we were gonna yeah, track you down life out there throwing my whole life out there but but yeah it's been it's been it's totally totally chill uh nothing too crazy carlos what have you been up to bro like what like what have you been doing i know you've had a kind of a crazy year this you know this year like what has been going on with you bro oh boy um like i said um, my schedule is normal now i'm very happy with that uh, i get to partially work not an hour away which is nice um as well um but yeah it's I, i've just in terms of like things i've been watching and stuff like that i try to keep up with like major s releases on streaming um sometimes things slip by and i get upset that i still haven't watched things um especially like i mean there's like big stuff that i've missed and it's just like I don't know. Sometimes I just lack the motivation to keep up with them, especially when we're not doing this. So this will help me to kind of keep up with the things that are uh, that are coming out because we got things like Mulan. Did you ever see Mulan? I never saw it, um, and I was excited for that movie. Um, I'm not gonna buy it. 
that's I mean fair enough <laughs> but again like it's if we were doing this we probably would have watched it and figured out a way to review it um you know and then we have things like um oh, what's another movie that I missed that that has come out on streaming oh uh that Pete Davidson movie uh King of Staten Island right yeah, I never watched that one either, and it's just like the you know those are movies that like I feel like I should have watched, but I just never got around to it. Um, but things I am watching, I can tear through a Netflix show like it is nobody's business. <laughs> like even with my terrible schedule from before, like I was just like burning through like these Netflix uh, comedies. Like they're just those things are just like candy to me. Like I can just chew them up so quickly. Um, that uh what's the one that mindy kaling produced um oh i can't remember the name of it but that one was really good and then there's um the end of the effing world was very good it's very dark but it was very good Mm. um sex education have you seen sex education no i haven't seen it oh it's so good that one is my favorite of the bunch like i loved that show and it's Another one of the weird things that I mean we can mention is that a lot of these shows we don't know when they're coming back, we don't know when movies are coming back. It's really uh, kind of very uncertain in this field right now, so it's really weird. Like, you know, Sex Education is the show that I mean, theoretically, the season three should be coming out relatively soon, probably at the beginning of next year, but. Who knows? I mean, they if they haven't been able to film, they can't. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, so it's like a lot of that sort of stuff of just like getting addicted to these shows and then finding out, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, when is this going to come back? Who knows? Um, that kind of drives me crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I uh, One thing that we haven't talked about at all, I don't think, because it started – the streaming service launched after we kind of took our break is HBO max. I think that's like the biggest development in terms of like what we kind of do is that HBO max exists now. And I know it's been panned a lot by critics um, because I mean, the user interface isn't the best. I'll give you that. And then also it's still not on Roku. It's still not on, I believe it's still not on Amazon fire fire sticks um so it's just a mess in terms of the development side of it but the content is kind of awesome like i actually really like hbo max um yeah i think they have i think they have really really great content i think their issue is is exactly what you mentioned is that interface yeah it's not great and then also people don't have access to it because roku is the biggest streaming platform you know the, the it's the biggest way cord cutters watch anything is roku um and it's not on Roku. So it's like, how are you going to re- reach an audience when you're precluding yourself from, like, the biggest, you know, platform that people are using to watch? So it's just, I don't know. It, they're setting themselves up, up for failure. They need to figure that out. But because I do think that the content is there. And, like, one thing that I've been enjoying on there, I don't know, we can talk about that, is um, all of the uh, Studio Ghibli movies are on there. And those... I've never seen any of them, so I kind of invested into that. I've watched like a good four or five, and those, I there's some of them that I absolutely adore. Princess uh, Mononoke is incredible. It's one of my favorite animated movies. Now I love that movie, and I would have never watched that if I didn't have HBO Max because 
it's just a matter of access for a lot of these things. And then you get things like um, TCM, which is on there as well, and that just opens up an entire new world of like movies of like older movies that again you wouldn't have access to before in an easy way and i just really enjoyed that i watch like really i I watch like classic uh older movies like um i don't think this was on hbo max but i watched spartacus like the 1950 i want to say it was the 50s uh epic uh directed by stanley kubrick it was like my first time watching it and again now it's one of my favorite epics and um and then and so i watched stuff like that like bigger classic movies and then i watched like random small old movies that they have on hbo max like i watched this movie called uh i married a witch i think it was called and it was just like this random super old comedy and it was actually like really good. I like I really enjoyed that movie and it's just like one of these random movies that I never would have watched before. And it, it's just I super enjoyed it. I've watched a few Charlie Chaplin movies on there. I just think that their library is very solid and I have enjoyed exploring it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they it, they do have a really interesting library. I think they they have a lot of great stuff. One of the things that really sold me on it because I wasn't going to get HBO Max. Um, but, I mean, I technically already had it because I was paying for HBO through Hulu. Right. Um, so I was like, cool, thanks. Uh, but I wasn't planning on, like, getting it because uh, there was nothing really selling me on it. Um, but what sold me on it was that they had all the Harry Potter movies. Right. And <laughs> now they don't anymore. Watch. Yeah, but I hadn't, I hadn't watched like harry potter in like years you know what i mean so i was just like great you know i can kind of rewatch. oh did you go through a harry potter phase phase two i went through yeah, a, a dude, phase I and i watched like, all of them again literally i'm like i want to say it was like had it been like i think it was like seven days or like maybe even like i think it was like a week where i lived straight up just watched like <laughs> harry potter back to back yeah back, for sure you know i mean that's I, I asked my room like yo you want to binge with me he's like yeah and then he, like you know it took forever and i was like all right i'm, I'm Screw you. I've literally watched all of them. Yeah, I can't trust people to watch things with. It's just impossible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was like, it was like, man, you know, and I loved, I loved watching, um, I loved watching it. It was, uh, it was really great. And thank you, HBO Max, for bringing that to me. It was, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. yeah, Um, Really. um, What? No, no, no. I said really great stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, Oh, a show. So part of my problem, <laughs> I I have a lot of like I this this time has like brought it brought out a lot of my uh, shortcomings, uh, but <laughs> one of one of my problems is that I'll start things and then like I'll just completely forget about them, and it's not that it's not good, it's just that like I'll get distracted by something else. So like. One thing I'm in the middle of that I went through a phase where I was watching it like really quickly. I was like, I'm going to binge through the show. And it was pretty good is Ra- uh, Ratchet, uh, that show on Netflix. That's a prequel series to uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest uh, with Sarah Paulson. And I was like, I'm like halfway through it. And I just haven't watched it in like six days. <laughs> and it's just like, I want to watch it every time I think about it. I'm like, I should keep watching that. It was good. And then it's just like, I don't. And now I've started Blood of Zeus, which we're going to talk about maybe on a later date. Um, 
And it's just like, <laughs> this is just going to keep happening. Like, I'm just going to keep starting things and then not finishing them. <laughs> and oh, on H again, on HBO, I started Rome, the, you know, the older series that's kind of like the, what a lot of people say is one of the reasons they believe that they could pull off Game of Thrones was because they had success with Rome. So I started watching that, and I started watching it with Enrique, and then he went off to school, and it was just like, well... <laughs> Like it was good, but I was just like, I, I just, again, lost the motivation to watch it. Um, so I just, that's definitely something I've discovered about myself is just like, I, if I don't watch things like pretty quickly, like it's hard for me to pull off a slow watch of anything. Um, I've done it before. I've done it recently. I did it. I did it with band of brothers another HBO show. Uh, I did a pretty slow watch of that as well. Um, oh, another Netflix show. I did a slow watch of, uh, dead to me have you seen that at all no i haven't seen it yo that show is wild and i actually think you would really like it <laughs> this show is wild bro um um yeah it's uh it's it's incredible uh i don't want to like i want to tell you what it's about but i don't want to like i feel like part of the shock of the show is finding out what it's what it's about <laughs> so it's quite good um but yeah so there's just plenty of I told Ozzy I haven't been watching TV proper in quite some time. Like Ozzy's like very much more up to date on uh, actual TV than I am. Um, like you're Which still. I am shocked about, by the way. <laughs> I know because I I'm normally like I'm a traditionally a huge TV person. Um, but I guess for me it's kind of morphed into like just these random shows that I'm like, ah, I could watch this and then just power through it. Whereas like Westworld, like Westworld, you introduced me to Westworld. Yeah. I'm like super behind on Westworld. Yeah. He hasn't even watched all of Westworld. I was no. on Westworld like every episode. I remember calling you. I was like, in the season, I was like, dude, like, you watch this? And you were just like, no. I was like, what? what so, okay. That, that plays into my schedule situation. I think it'll help now that I am back to a normal schedule. But now my problem is I'm super behind on everything. So I, it's like I I have to commit to these things. And then part of it with, with Westworld, I don't have an excuse. Like I, I just haven't watched it. Uh, I don't know why. Um, but with some of these network shows that you're still keeping up with, like you know, Supernatural, the final season is starting or whatever. Like it's almost the show's almost over and I'm behind on that. And I like that show, but it's the network show. If I want to keep up with that, if I want to catch up with that show, it's going to take me some time. And that's part of the problem. And then another, this is us. It's one of our favorite, uh, network shows is a show that like, I'm super behind on as well. I don't even remember the last episode I watched and it's just rough. Like I, <laughs> if I try to catch up on that, it's probably going to take me a minute if I'm like, you know, even if I'm like, you know, six, seven episodes behind, that's like 40 minutes of pop. That's a lot. <laughs> like, uh, it's, uh, a bit of a commitment to catch up with them. And that's again, part of my problem. And one of my th things that I've discovered about myself. Um, and especially when like I try, I want to try so hard to keep up with like relevant shows, like, uh, what's an what's uh, people are talking about fargo on eight on fx uh, that's always been a popular show and um, yeah and 
it's back now and people are again raving about it and I really want to watch it but it's like now I have to make the decision okay do I catch up with this is us or do I get into Fargo you know (laughs) like it's just like it's those tough decisions I don't know um but yeah so that's what's been going on with me uh obviously we've been rambling for a while um and you know you're just gonna have to bear with us because uh, we haven't uh, done this in quite some time. So we're kind of letting all of our uh, everything that's been building up for the past couple of months out. <laughs> um, but let's get into a little bit of housekeeping here before we get into our Borat uh, subsequent movie film review. Um, of course, yeah. So housekeeping uh we are obviously back um this is coming out on a monday and that should be what you should expect going forward the main episodes of this podcast will will come out on monday will that expand to uh going back to two episodes a week probably uh we'll kind of we're gonna have to play with that we're kind of building up as we go uh but for sure starting out monday's new episodes Um, also you're going to hear a lot of the familiar voices that you've gotten used to on this podcast. Uh, we started off with just us two because we thought like, we felt like that was probably the right way to go, but you will be hearing some of the voices that you became accustomed to. Again, we will kind of rotate them through. Um, and you know, when we can have multiple on, we can, um, we're a little bit limited on the people that can call in, which is also part of the problem with this whole pandemic situation. So it's going to be a little bit of a balancing act, but we will figure it out. You will hear voices like Noah, like Enrique, like Brianna, um, like um, Ozzy's uh, friend Chris, who has been on this podcast before. Uh, you'll hear voices like Tarion, who's been on this podcast before. Yeah, Bob will probably make some appearances, Miles, like we will get these people on here for sure. Um, You'll just have to kind of be patient with us in terms of how often we can, or how many of these people we can get on as quickly as we can. Uh, Also, be on the lookout for other kind of content on this feed. Uh, I ultimately, the goal is to have content five days a week on this feed be it Noah hosting a show, be it Enrique hosting a show. That's the goal for this. So be on the lookout for that. We'll make announcements as they come, but just be on the lookout for that. And I don't know if this will be the first one, but one that I pretty much have confirmed that is going to be on this feed is Grab Bag is coming back. Noah's show is coming back. So that will be happening. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Probably won't start this week, but it will be starting relatively soon i would imagine um so yeah we've got tons of cool stuff happening uh we will find ways to fill up these podcasts um podcasts with streaming things tv stuff uh, as it comes um i know ozzy and i we've talked about doing like a tv tuesday uh something like that um and i we probably won't do that this tuesday but i will would expect some tv content sometime this week on this feed um, but yeah, the thing yeah, for be, sure be... that is locked in is Monday's Screenfellows podcast main podcast is on. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll be I'll be bringing you guys all the TV stuff here because this this guy has to catch up on all <laughs> this stuff. So <laughs> see, you have the traditional TV handle. I have the Netflix TV handle. <laughs> so what are you talking about? I'm, I'm keeping up with my Netflix shows too. I told you about Blood of Zeus. <laughs> no, you did not tell me about uh, Blood of Zeus. I brought it up. I said, yo, I'm watching this. And you're like, oh, man, no, I want to no, watch no. it. I will not. I have receipts saying that I brought it up first because I sent what it in. I mean? said it in that. I sent it in that text message. That was one of the things I listed. I'm going to I'm literally going to go back to this right now. Because <laughs> honestly, I like I don't even remember it being a part of your text messages. So I was. I have like, it right here. I'm also really interested, with a lot of ease, really interested in the new Netflix anime, Blood of Zeus. I think it's only eight 30 minute episodes. Boom. One second. Receipts. <laughs> uh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just noticed this. Yeah. I? Yeah. Me and Terry and I've been talking about that show for a. Uh, a week or so now we've been very excited about it so um but anyway all right let's get into uh borat 2 or borat the subsequent movie film or borat and whatever it's super long title is uh so ozzy what did you what are your overall thoughts on this movie and what do you think of the first borat i haven't seen the first Borat in like years but i thought it was hilarious at the time that i saw it i thought it was like really funny um i thought this sequel was also hilarious um uh it, it's it's definitely a great sequel great sequel i don't know how how do you feel about it um overall thoughts? okay so as someone who's i i don't know the the first time i watched borat I, the first one i hated it um but i i watched it again recently and it has some pretty hilarious moments that that first borat movie this one, I think, still has those moments, but I don't think it's. I I think and I and it might even have some funnier moments than the first one. I I don't know. I I would have to think about it, but I think it's really is going to struggle with the fact that this movie is very much of the year twenty twenty. Like how relevant are these things i mean we don't know this yet but how relevant is like you know going to he went to an anti-mask rally in this didn't he um how, how relevant is that going to be in like you know 10 years you know whereas the first first borat i think is pretty it pretty much stands the test of time because like i said i have watched it recently where or is this i don't know if it will but it does have some insane sequences um that I think do stand alone on stand stand by themselves. So I I don't know. I'm still I'm still going back and forth on this one. Um, I still some of the I, things that bother me about the first Borat bother me about this movie as well. But mm-hmm. that's just a me thing. I think. Um, I think it's still going to stand the testament of time. I mean, this has been the mm-hmm. craziest year anybody can remember. Yeah, true. So I think I think looking since this is good, this is a year I think that's really. Um, this is going to be a year in the history books for sure. And mm-hmm. this is definitely going to be a year in everybody's mind for the, you know, for the rest of their lives. So I think this will stand a testament of time because even if you, even if you go forward 10 years from now and, you know, COVID said and done and it'll be factual knowledge at that point. Are you sure? <laughs> um, you know what I mean? That, every, you know, 
wearing masks was actually true. And, you know, I'm not trying to get political here, but I think it'd be hilarious kind of seeing back, going back and you're just like, oh man, these anti-maskers, man. Like they were so funny back in the day. You know what I mean? I think it will stand the testament of time given, given the current, given the current events that are happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, I guess let's, you know, get into positives. What, you know, it's hard with, again it's hard with comedies we don't want to like talk specifically about jokes necessarily i don't know uh comedies are always the hardest review in my opinion but what pauses do you have for this movie i think um man i think that the comedy in this movie really hits i think it's funny because as bart is saying these absurd things you know nobody's stopping him you know like everybody's kind of just looking at him weird but they're still going with him on <laughs> like what he's saying um so i think it's really funny to kind of see that i mean you you mean you see him kind of go into like a hardware store where he asks the owner you know the, the person there like a ridiculous question you go he goes you know he's trying to communicate with somebody back home and again um that scene is also hilarious because you know it's it's you know somebody just kind of you know doing something for barat but it's a ridiculous scene um so i mean i think it's really funny i think um saucer baron cohen really does a, a great job with borat i think this he gives a really good performance here a really really great solid performance uh his daughter played by maria i was uh, really Dr. impressed Opa. by her yeah she, she killed it probably yeah. the best performance in the foot and the film was her um she really really gave it her all i really like her performance and i really want to see uh, where she kind of goes from here. I want to see the kind of career she has. I mean, she did a phenomenal job um, playing Borat's daughter because she had, you know, she, you can definitely see that she definitely had all the, you know, all the crazy aspects of Borat. Um, but, you know, you can also see that she had questions, you know, questions about, like, you know, what it is to kind of be, uh, you know, a woman in her society. And, you know, th- you know, one of the aspects of that movie is kind of challenging that idea uh that that her society has on it so i mean i really i really like uh i really like this movie and i think she really um you know she she gives a really great performance really really amazing performance so she definitely uh was a big positive for me carlos what are some of the positives you have um i think a lot of the commentary of like where society is right now in particular even though i have questions about how much it will resonate as time goes on I think that it, for the most part, is, like, it does a pretty good job at, like, reveling in some of the insanity of our culture right now and pointing out some of the absurdity of it. And I think it it really succeeds on that front. It does have some pretty uh, solid laughs throughout. And, I mean, there's some wild moments in this. <laughs> like, uh, the, I mean, it's hard not to talk about this movie without or it's hard to talk about this movie without talking about the Rudy Giuliani Rudy Judy Rudy Giuliani scene, excuse me, lost yeah. my mind there for a second. Um yeah. like, you know, it, it's you know the one scene that kind of gets talked about the most out of this movie and it's it's wild like um Oh yeah, that did not look like he was, you know, talk, pulling out his shirt. I was and, just like And look, it it very well I, I if I was placing bets, I would say it most likely was just edited that way and like made to look even worse. But 
it's still like it's just a wild scene. Like the whole situation is wild. Well, that was just that was one shot, right? Like where he literally just stuck his hand down his <laughs> pants, and I was sitting here just like, dude, like what? <laughs> it's wild, man. Um, um wild. Yeah. Like I was literally kind of going in there because, like, when you said let's go to the bedroom, they went in the bedroom, and then. You know, he's kind of like looking down at her. Then she's trying to like help him take the mic off. And then he just kind of lays all the way down. And then he pulls and then he puts his hand in his pants. I'm like, dude, what kind of, what? That's how you freaking put your, untuck your shirt. Just freaking pull your shirt off. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why um, would you put your hand down your pants in front of a freaking yeah. reporter? That's just, yeah, it's, it's definitely questionable. <laughs> It, it it's crazy. It's it's really crazy. Um, so yeah, there is like there's definitely standout moments in the movie for sure. Uh, and obviously we've mentioned the performances. They're they're pretty solid throughout. Um, I don't know. I just I, I enjoyed definitely enjoyed parts of this movie. But and that's kind of how it was with the first one. Uh, you know, there's parts that I thought were are, are hilarious. And then there's things that I'm just like, all right, this makes me very uncomfortable and not in a way that I enjoy. So, uh, but yeah, do you have any other positives before we move on to negatives? Um, I do want to say that there are some, <laughs> I mean, it's a Borat movie, but I mean, it, there is some character growth in Borat. Um, so I think that really bodes well with the film, that there is some character growth. Um, I do like the chemistry that Bor, you know, that Sacha Baron Cohen does have um, with Maria. I think they mm-hmm. have really great father-daughter kind of chemistry. I think it works really well. Um, and yeah, I think I think the comedy hits for the most part. I really have no negatives in terms of like the the comedy. I think it still hits. And yeah, I think I think it was a pretty good. Um, pretty good comedy movie for 2020 i think it's something that we definitely all needed you know in terms of like you know kind of making light of the issues that are going on today so yeah all right um all right so let's talk uh negatives so my whole issue with borat movies in general is i don't think because a lot of people involved in these movies don't know that they're in a movie uh, or in this kind of movie, uh, in particular, and that in general makes me uncomfortable. I think that there should be some. I understand that that's how they get some of the insane moments, um, but the issue of consent comes up of like it, people should know the kind of thing that they're signing up for. I, it just it's something that I, look if you do, if that doesn't bother you, I'm not gonna say oh why doesn't that bother you? You're a horrible person. I'm just saying it bothers me uh, sometimes. <laughs> so that's that's the thing that's always made me uncomfortable with these movies um, or with Borat and now this movie as well. Um, so, I mean, there's there's some pretty... I mean, there's a moment that got brought up and um, it's kind of been talked about a lot on the internet of, like, the the woman who is, like acts very concerned about uh this girl being essentially treated as like a sex slave basically (laughs) um and she's like are are you in trouble like it's like she's seriously concerned and it's just like yeah like and now she's like 
upset that you know she was used like that and it's just like of course like i i would be upset with that too like i i'm exercising serious concern and then it's just for a joke um and again it's like that moment there's moments in that sequence that are super funny so it's like it's a hard balancing act for me um in terms of how i feel about it I, i i don't know i kind of go back and forth but that's kind of where i'm at on that front and then also uh, I, and I don't, you, you can address that if you want, Ozzy, but I, I also wanted to talk about um, the character of Borat. They, they're kind of screwed over by Sasha Baron Cohen's success and the first Borat's success in this movie because he's have, he has to disguise himself. Like, he's playing the character of Borat who's in disguise, not as the character of Borat. So it's like this really weird dynamic of... We're kind of watching Borat, but we're also kind of not watching Borat. And I think the character of Borat is like super, I mean, the movie is called Borat. He's, it's super important to this movie is that character. And half the time he's kind of playing the character and kind of not playing the character. So it's super weird. And they had to do that because at this point people recognize Sasha Baron Cohen. And, you know, even when, he makes headlines. People are like, how are st- people still getting tricked by him? Uh, <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's just a, there's a couple of strange dynamics going on in this movie that they're not necessarily like bad, but it's also like just strange and kind of a weird uh, dynamic when you're watching the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, actually, like I was reading, I'm, I'm reading a variety of articles as you're speaking. You know, I actually didn't even know that a lot of these people weren't informed that they weren't in a comedy movie. Yeah, they think they're in a documentary a lot of the times. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's, it's because, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. You know what I mean? It's like you want everybody to have that consent, and it definitely makes sense. Um, I also understand where. But I also understand where he was coming from because he wanted to get people's initial reaction, right? And I think for what he was going for, it did work because if because of what we're saying is true. Like, I'm not saying anybody has to agree uh, with me, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I, I think, I think, I think it's like I think it's 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 definitely he got what he wanted and it did work. Mm-hmm. But I think it definitely came at a price. Um, and I don't know if that price, you know, and this is, I mean, this is a, I mean, this is a question for you guys, you know, and some that you guys can really talk amongst yourselves, maybe even, um, you know, shoot a tweet. Um, but I mean, there, there should have been a consent kind of form because I feel like, I mean, or, or something like that, because I feel like some of these people, you know, even if you want to look at the, even in the far right side of the, of the conservative aisle, I think these individuals might get you know, uh, made fun of, you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, maybe, uh, you know, there's a lot of people reaching out to them and they don't want that, you know? So I think that it's just a little rough, you know, cause I remember, you know, chat, you know, um, Borat initially stays with these two people and, you know, these are real people. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I feel like it's just kind of, you know, kind of weird that, uh, that they didn't know what was going on. You know, so I mean, it's 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 a little rough, but um, but yeah, I think I think he got what he wanted, but it came at a price, and I think that price is a little too high. Personally, for me, me knowing that, no, I think it's just a little too high. Um, you know, but because uh, I mean, I would I would I mean, I don't know. 
Because I don't know. Yeah, how you I understand why you do it, and you don't want to. Yeah. Like, if you tell them the joke, then it ruins the joke. Like, so I understand it, <laughs> but at the same time, it just makes me uncomfortable. That's all I'm saying, and it makes yeah, it hard yeah, for yeah. me. That's what I'm saying, and that's, that's why I'm saying it. Yeah, and especially with comedy, with comedies, I've always said that it's the most subjective genre in in general. It's the most subjective genre. It, you can watch the exact same joke and one person can find it hilarious and just be rolling on the ground and the other person can just be sitting there stone faced and going like that was not funny uh and to me this kind of falls into that category of just like if that bothers you then it's gonna kind of ruin the experience for you and if it doesn't bother you that's completely fine and you're just gonna think it's hilarious and you're not even gonna think about that and that's completely fine as well um yeah. I, it's just weird um, so, and I also, uh, the last negative I wanted to bring up is, um, uh, you know, I think kind of the setup of this movie of like, uh, you know, they're going to kill him and stuff like that. It was a little like, I mean, it was funny, but it was like a little bit much. It was just like, all right, I think I missed the simplicity of the first one, not to keep comparing it to the first one. And I think you should be able to judge these movies. I think you should be able to review this movie without even having seen the first one um but it, it was a little bit much especially in comparison to the first one so i don't know um because the first one's very simple of just like oh he's going to america to you know <laughs> just for this you know, documentary type thing that he's doing um it, it's like a very simple setup whereas this one is just like oh they're gonna they're threatening to kill him and all this different stuff it's just like all right um sure a bit of a contrived setup in my opinion but whatever i liked it i thought it was fine i didn't think there was anything wrong with it i think that it worked especially when especially like when you go like because some scenes relied on it and i think it was hilarious so i definitely had no problem uh, i guess my my biggest thing with that and with him wearing all the disguises and you not even really seeing the character of borat for throughout a lot of the movie is that those aren't those weren't jokes that were thought of first. They were answers to a problem first. And then they figured out, all right, how do we make this funny? Whereas, you know, because he is recognizable at this point. So they had that problem of, we can't do this the exact same way we did it the first time. Because he will get recognized. So we have this problem. How do we come up with a solution and still make it funny? And I can feel the first part of that during the movie of like okay this was a problem that they needed to solve whereas it didn't feel like what it probably should have of just like oh this is a funny situation that they want that they came up with and they wanted to do they thought of it the problem first and then they're like all right how do we make this funny um that's but that's how i again subjective that's how i feel uh if if you feel differently that is fine um all right well final thoughts and do you want to rate this movie ozzy yeah, yeah, let's rate it. All right. Um, I'm a little lower on this movie than the first one, but I don't even remember my what I actually rated the first one anyway. Um, I'm going to give this movie probably a... I'm going to give it like a six. It's a six out of ten. Um, it's, it's solid. It has uh, moments that I really enjoy, but it still has the Borat things that bother me. And I think that they were a bit confined by Sasha Baron Cohen's 
success, um, which is a weird place to be in, I understand, but I think that holds them back a little bit. Hmm. Um, I'm going to give this movie a, a 7.5. Okay. Uh, I think it was really funny. I think it's something that, um, you know, I think it's a great comedy, and I think in, in light of everything, we all need to laugh, and, 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 and you know, I think this is... Uh, a great movie to kind of look at 2020 and just kind of laugh at the situation. So, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> that's definitely fair as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely funny. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's worth a watch and I think everybody should definitely, yeah. um, give it a shot. All right. Well, now we're going to move on and we, I said, we weren't going to talk about too much TV today, but we are going to dive into probably the, probably the biggest TV thing that's going on right now. And that's that the Mandalorian is back. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, uh, season two, episode one of the Mandalorian, uh, came out on Friday. So yeah, just not that long ago. We're viewing it pretty close to here. So, um, did we, did we even ever talk about the Mandalorian on the show? I mean, we might have a little bit, Right? Um, I honestly don't remember. I'm not yeah. sure either. Um, I don't think it was like a regular segment. I don't think we regularly reviewed it, but I think we should have, and we we're probably going to do it with season two. Uh, so, obviously, I think it goes without saying that the first season of Mandalorian was great, right? We on the same yep. page with that, Ozzy? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, it's. I'm excited that. They pretty much just picked up where they left off with this. Um, spoilers, by the way, we're going to dive into this. So if you haven't seen it, um, thank you guys for joining us. You can skip ahead uh, or you can check out whatever. Um, so, yeah, Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1, um, The Marshal. Is that what it's called, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, so setup of this episode, he goes to... Um, or he's looking for um, another Mandalorian to kind of help him find, figure out where he needs to go um, to reunite uh, the child with um, its kind. And in that process, he ends up on Tatooine and he finds someone who is not a Mandalorian, but is in Mandalorian armor, who's acting as the marshal of this small mining town. And they are troubled by not only sand people, but a sand creature dragon thing, I believe is what they, some sort of dragon is what they refer to it as. Um, Jesse's going to kill me for not knowing the names of these things. Um, so, yeah, and they decide to team up and try to kill this dragon. In exchange, he will give him the Mandalorian armor to return to his people. And, of course, that armor is Boba Fett's armor, which is very fascinating. Um, so yeah, Ozzy, what did you think of this episode? I mean, I thought it was great. Definitely seeing Mando back uh, with Baby Yoda. Thought it was definitely great. I love how they have their own little chemistry now. Because I remember yeah. that first sequence, he knew to get right in his little pod. So I thought it was really funny and cute. Um, but yeah, I think I think um i think it was a really great episode to kind of jump right back into you know um definitely you can you know one of my favorite things about mando is that you know he is definitely a very reasonable man but he's also a very harsh man so i, <laughs> I, I love seeing that aspect here you know because you kind of you got two contrasts here you know so you know he was trying to make a deal with somebody 
you know, they were being, I would dishonorable about it, being kind of rude about it, you know? So you could definitely see how you could be a definitely harsh with somebody who doesn't follow through or somebody who doesn't want to listen. Um, but when he had to come to terms with this Marshall, uh, because he wanted, he wanted that armor back. Right. And I was like, look, you're not a Mandalorian. I need that armor back. And he's like, look, I'll give it to you if you help me take out this dragon. And they both kept a word. And at the end of the, at the end of the episode, it was just like, Hey, I, I hope we cross paths again, man. It was really good working with you. And he was like, yeah, I hope, I hope we cross paths again too. So I like that aspect of him. I think he's a really great character. And I think this episode was really great. I love the aspect of them having to kind of slay this sand dragon. Um, that was also really go- cool. The animation in this, and in, in this show, by the way, is really top notch. Oh, sure. Um, really, really, really top notch. That, that was one of my concerns with watching the Mandalorian. Um, but it definitely feels a lot more grounded. Uh, definitely feels like a like a Western sci-fi um, kind of kind of show. So I really I really enjoy this show. Really really great. Uh, first episode back. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, we, like you said, great uh, Marshall character. I really that, I mean that's an interesting character and um, and also uh, just a overall good character like he didn't you know and i don't think we need like necessarily to have like all these characters be like super complicated like oh he's good but he's also bad you know like we can have just good people and that's like i think that's a solid character for us to have and i really enjoyed him um and just what i love about this show is how all these episodes kind of feel like their own little adventures um and yes we're all built we're building towards you know the four you know we're building towards the overall story but it feels like a classic western story guy shows up to a town the marshal is doing his best to keep the peace from all these outside forces and now they have to the this um wanderer has to team up with the marshal to take down this threat that's threatening the town you know it's just like that it's so it's it feels so classic and they i think they do such a great job of setting this up of just like yeah this is a western <laughs> a space western and like that's just awesome i really enjoy it oh yeah and i think the aspect of um true groups of people also having to work together when they've had uh, their differences and stuff like that i mean that's right really 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 awesome aspect there too you know like when Cause you also see that character development from the marshal, you know what I'm saying? Like he was the first one fighting with, um, with, with the, with the ravager group. Um, and then, you know, when the Mandalorian was like, look, let's say that we're going to die together or we're going to, or we're going to live past this and do this together. Mm-hmm. You guys choose. And I love that aspect when one of the, like one of the townspeople started yelling at one of them and the marshal broke it up and he's like hey relax it was an accident you know um like chill out you know we're working together i love that aspect because you can see um the character growth there you can see that he learned um how to compromise there and i and i ended up loving that compromise um so it it was a really great episode i thought it was really i thought it was really greatly written Mm -hmm. um with when it comes to dialogue the the growth um of some of some of these characters so i i really did like that i i I like the dynamic that the mandalorian did have with the marshal and how they um slowly became friends because 
he could have easily let, you know, again, this is one of those things where I think he's really honorable and, and when he keeps his word, because he could have easily let the marshal die. One of those scenes. Um, but he literally kicked him out of the way and then, you know, went inside the dragon's mouth just to complete the mission. You know what I mean? So I think it was, um, and right there, you can honestly tell, like right then and there, you know, he was like, all right, he's, he's going to be, you know, he's a friend of mine. You know, I, I care for him a little bit. So I think that action there just kind of shows the, um, you know, how far the Mandalorian has really gone um and things like and in and, and terms like that so i thought I that was a really 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 uh really great written episode um for the for the first time but we'll getting back into it with the mandalorian yeah um it was very well yeah i agree very well written very well directed by john favreau um this yeah episode. um and setting up some interesting they they love setting up these like interesting little details at the end of episodes like um you blink and you might have missed it but boba fett that was boba fett at the end like that's uh that's fascinating and i'm you know i'm very excited to see what that kind of means um moving forward um yeah i i'm just excited for the show i love how ruthless the show is by the way um not, they're not really afraid to just have our protagonists kill people like i'm cool with that <laughs> you know um, I, I'm, I'm happy that they're not, you know, scared to do that, um, given the history with Disney plus and some of the censorship that's been going on there. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's cool. I'm very excited for the rest of the season. Oh yeah. It's going to be really, really great. I can't wait to see what happens with the show, honestly. Yeah. All right, well, um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for that review um, and recap. Ozzy, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, checked on out of here? Uh, nothing much, really, bud. I think that's pretty much all there for me. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, like I said, we will try to have another episode um, sometime later this week talking about some TV stuff because there is a lot to talk about. Maybe we'll have a guest on, somebody who watches some TV. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And, uh, Ozzy, the question I want to close out with, with you is, uh, should they cancel the Oscars? Yes, I think they should. I don't think that there's any logical way that you can really continue with the Oscars. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's completely fair. Um I I also would like to see what would happen if they just did the ceremony anyway. Not not the traditional ceremony necessarily, but um I'd love to see what would happen if uh it was just a bunch of random small movies that went to streaming services instead of like, you know, these movies that studios pour a bunch of money into. Like what would happen if it was a bunch of indie movies? I think that would be kind of yeah. cool. But at the same time, I think it's probably safer just to cancel it, but we'll see what happens. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll be back for sure next Monday, probably a little bit later in this week as well. We will see you on the next one. Peace.